The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation about soccer that may include adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Red Bull Rant. I'm Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 67, The Game That Time Forgot. Yeah, so New York traveled north of the border to Toronto. <sighs> Such a bad game, I can't even just... Uh, yeah. 0-0 draw, nothing really of interest to talk about. So let's just get into this one so we can get through it as quickly as possible. Um, start with our like of the game. And uh, Truman, you're going to go first this time. Well, I don't know why you're so upset. I thought it was a great game. I mean, Eric Alexander had that amazing one-man effort to cut through the Montreal defense. He's scoring. Henri scores. Wait, 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 wait. The Montreal defense? We're talking about Toronto. Oh, oh, I know a game you're talking about. Uh, well, what I really liked is that, you know, they got off to a 2 nothing start pretty quick, and then, you know, they, they, they give up a goal, and then Donovan scores like 10 seconds afterwards. Wait, I mean, wait, he... wait, 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 when did Donovan start what? playing for the Red Bulls? Wait, what? what? What are you talking about? Isn't that the game we're talking about, right? No, Do- wait, Donovan doesn't play USA? for the Red Bulls. What? what no, what are we talking about? Toronto. Toronto? Toronto. The game that you apparently forgot about. You know, I only what? mentioned it like five minutes, or not even five minutes ago. What? That that happened? That was actually a game? That wasn't some kind of horrific hallucination that I had last Saturday? Uh, no, I, that, sure. that actually happened. I, I'm convinced that that actually did not happen. Because you can't tell me that the New York Red Bulls, coming off a 4 nothing drubbing of Montreal, would actually go up to Toronto, a completely inferior team in every way, a team that didn't even have all their players healthy, guys getting transferred out, guys leaving, people getting fired, and they wouldn't score against the second-to-worst team in the league? That, no, you're, you can't tell me that actually happened. I wish I wasn't, but I am. That's that's what happened. Well, so, I just consider yeah. me surprised because I am stuck. So I'm guessing there's no like of, for the game then for you. Uh, my like is that uh, I have a quick memory of forgetting about it, and I had a uh, fun evening the rest of that night, and that's it. <laughs> there you go. All right, Pat. What about you? Was there anything I you think liked? My like was the, my like was the end of the game because then I was I didn't have to watch it anymore. <laughs> so for me, that was the best part. I mean, it was like what? Uh, not a waste of two hours of my life. <laughs> My like was that I watched the game on MLS Live afterwards because I was I forget what I was doing, but at at points the the feed started skipping ahead, and like I would try to go back to to see what happened, and it just keeps skipping for some reason. So I'm glad for I'm happy for MLS Live, for, so I didn't have to see the exact whole 90 minutes. I saw most of the game, but I didn't have to sit through all of it. So there you go. It tried to cut out the dullness as much as possible. Uh, no, not as much as possible because I still saw a good portion of the game. So. If it, if it really wanted to cut out as much as possible, it would have cut out everything, because that's how bad it was. <laughs> cut it about 89 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, I will say this. Let, right. me give one, let me give just one like, and that Robles save was pretty awesome. That that was, ap- yeah. I mean, if there was one highlight, and there was only one highlight, that was it. And that was one hell of a save. So props to him for uh, <laughs> making the only big play of the game. That's true. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, dislike of the game, uh, since Truman went first, we're going to let Paco first this time. Um, I'd say, yeah, you know, I saw the 89 minutes and 50 seconds that didn't include Nick Romano's amazing save. In fact, that was out of my dislike of the game. <laughs> I mean, it was, just, it was just a painful thing to watch all around, and really talking about it is just giving the game too much of a service. Uh, mine is we can, we can beat the game down over and over again, but that field was dog shit. That was, there is absolutely no excuse for the turf to be in such poor condition. Have you seen so many guys slip and fall in a game? I mean, it was nonstop. It both sides. People were falling all over the place. And I think some of the passes weren't coming together because the field was a shit. It was shit. And obviously we can't, you can't blame a, a loss or a result on the field, but it certainly doesn't help when you're, you're passing and it's, I don't know what the hell was happening. The balls were just dying. Guy goes to turn to make a play, falls around. The other team gets the ball and starts moving ahead. So, oh, it was it was bad. That was just one bad. Are, are we, Shame on you, Toronto. Are, are we sure you didn't just borrow the side from Seattle from that World Cup qualifying match? Hey, maybe they just maybe they just put a green sand like they did in Dallas for the USA game. Uh, maybe, maybe. There's really no excuse for a field to be that god awful. It, it was it was just brutal. Uh, my dislike. And I'm only going to touch on this quickly because I've done it plenty of times before. And I am not making an excuse to the Red Bulls with this. But the officiating was generally okay, but there were some bad calls that were really bad. There, there should have been a... Uh, Cahill's goal should have been allowed. He was completely onside. And I forget who it was that went down the box, but we should have gotten a penalty kick in the first half too. Yeah, that for sure. The, 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 yeah. the thing that surprised me was that all of the calls that were reviewed from that game by Simon Borg. Him and I agreed 100%. And that Whoa. scares living crap out of Yikes. me. Yikes. <laughs> yes. That scares living crap out of me that him and I agree on that, at least for that game. Hey, we we got to give a quick bonus like to Mike Pecky's halftime speech uh, before he went into the lockers. That, that was pretty awesome. I and wish I could have saw that. It was great. It was a great Pecky rant. And that, uh, from what I read, he took the DVD of the game and just broke it in half. Nice. See, so. that's the... So, so, so let me throw another dislike in there. Um, I, I know the technical reason for this, uh, but MLS Live really needs to somehow get the option for us to choose the feed instead of just always going with the home feed. I mean, the TSC yeah, guys are nice, nice, but I would have I would have loved to be able to see Pecky's rant at halftime. It was awesome. I think we so. need every week we need a uh, Pecky rant. Somehow get Pecky on the show every week for a rant. We'll let him rant about anything he wants. <laughs> or we can just like read it like in the paper, be like, yeah, I thought the team they, they didn't play what they need to what they need to play. You know, just like really. Like, you know, we I don't, we had no heart. I don't understand it. You know, we could do better. Bunch of garbage. They're playing like a bunch of garbage. All right. So um, we have one email. Actually, an email and a twi- uh, tweet that we're going to read out before we move away from this. Uh, first uh, was a Twitter response from at RobZ24. When asked about the Toronto match, he said, unacceptable. And that's it. He, I completely agree. That's all he needs um, to say. What more needs to be said? That's all, that's all he needs to say. <laughs> um, we got an email from a listener named Dan. Came in. I believe it was like an hour or two after the match was over, and I actually had to avoid my email because I saw the I saw this uh, email and I, I couldn't get it ruined for me. He says, uh, "I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of weeks now and love it. You guys are on point. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Praise is always appreciated." <laughs> As for today's tie against Toronto, it was like looking at a completely different team than last week. Absolutely no consistency in the game, and yes, I know on the road they aren't the greatest, but what I just saw was not even soccer. The first half, everyone was congested and they couldn't seem to move the ball around at all. The second half, it just seemed like they were okay getting away with one point. Until the 90th minute when they woke up, but it was too late. They needed this road win, especially with Real Salt Lake next week. How do they expect to get anywhere in the playoffs without winning on the road? The only pros were 
Robles and Alave. Thank God for them. Alave had been amazing the whole season and could definitely be the best defender in MLS. Robles made a save off the ricochet that I think would have been would have beaten many keepers. Anyways, I hope they play better against RSL and improve on the road. You guys are awesome. Love your show. Yeah, we are. We are. So first of all, Dan, thank, thank you. Dan. Thank you. Yes. You're awesome. Yeah, thank you, dude. Awesome. We're all awesome. And I I can find absolutely nothing I disagree with in an email. Everything's right on. I mean, give, it, give, yeah, like give the give the team this. Their defense is still, for the most part, playing very well. And thank God, because that second half, right. uh, were they down four guys? I don't even think they got the ball on the other side of the field. It was like nonstop. Toronto was just attacking, attacking, and the defense just, man, they hung on, hung in and hung in and hung in. And so I, I, I was, yeah, I was honestly expecting the goal to happen at some point. For sure. And we get Roy Miller back this week. Yeah. All right. Yes, we do. God, I, I don't even, how can we keep saying, I, we're getting excited. Remember when we, remember when we hated him? Like yeah, that, yeah. Those those were the days. I miss those days. <laughs> we don't have anybody that everybody that we sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say about the Toronto match. I mean, like you know what you're saying. We, missed, we must have been missing for it. I mean, Johnny Steele had probably what his worst game as a Red Bull. Oh I mean, God, he yeah. had no yeah. impact whatsoever on that game. And he, considering what a key cog he's been this year, it's no real surprise that when he disappeared. So did a lot of the team. <laughs> Can I just say I have no idea we got to Alexander the last few weeks, but he has stepped up his game big time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it yeah. is, but whatever he whatever he's doing new, I hope he keeps doing it. <laughs> Alright. So I had a thought, but I anyway. That that's how bad this game was. It made me lose the thought I had in my head. So it made me think it was a hallucination. I mean that's how bad it was. I, <laughs> I really didn't think that game happened. Um so predictions. I, it made me it made me dumber for having watched it. <laughs> we were all dumber <laughs> for having watched it. Uh, if only I had that. I will, you know, right points. Thank God, had mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, last week for the predictions, myself, Pat Truman, all predicted wins, so none of us got it right. Um, so the standings are completely the same: Truman, Pat, Zach, myself, Pete, Kevin, and Craig. Um, but here's a question for you guys: uh, I apparently forgot to ask. Zach, Craig, Pete, and Kevin for their predictions before this match. So I think we need a way to remedy the fact that they got one less chance to make a prediction. I was thinking to give them the All-Star game, and we don't predict it. What do you guys think? Sure. Yeah, that works for me. When the hell is the All-Star game? All right, next, next Tuesday, actually. Really? No, sorry, Wednesday, Wednesday. Next Wednesday, the 31st. Yeah, I mean, World Cup qualifiers and Gold Cup just, like, completely threw everybody off with the All-Star game, I think. For sure. I don't know, like, how right, I feel about um, that. I mean, Michael Bradley's one of my favorite players, so am I going to root for Roma? I don't know. It's going to be tough for me. How about you just root for no injuries? Yes. For our guys. That's true. For, our guys. for two guys. That's all we need. Two players not getting hurt. I don't know. I'm sorry. No injuries for Red Bulls players and U.S. national team players. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That sounds good. Every, everybody else is free game. Let, it, let, let them get hurt. Yeah. That goes for especially Jack McInerney. He can from, take a knock. I don't care. I was, I was going to say, especially if they're from Philadelphia or D.C., let them. It's fine. They can <laughs> get knocked around. All right. So for uh, the Fantasy League, uh, every, the three of us remain in the same. First of all, top three all remain the same. And then all three of us remain in the same, too. So I'm still in eighth. Uh, one, <laughs> 1,234 points. I'm thinking right now I need to just, like, shut my team down. Just so I can stay at one, two, three, four. <laughs> um, I made transfers this week, so. Whoa. You're going to see me catching up. I can finally get rid of Macon Uh-oh. Santos, who was just sucking on my thing. Yeah, you, you got 43 points this week. That's kind of a surprise uh, for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. So uh, Truman has a 1,106, and Pat has 607. And with that, that's all we're going to talk about right now. We'll get done with this Toronto match, get done with the 
past week of Red Bull bullshit. We're oh, going to take wait. this match. We're going to break it in half. That's what we're going to do. We're going to break this <laughs> yeah. match in half. I, I, I want the DVD just so I can break it in half again. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. <laughs> but speaking of breaks, we're going to take one now, and when we come back, we're going to have on one of our regular guests, Mr. Zach Wasink. So we'll be back right after this. Hey, everybody, this is Tim Hall, and you're listening to the Red Bull Rant, which means if I'm on, you're listening to a really great show. If Zach's on, you're listening to a whiny, high-pitched, nasal, douchebag rant about nothing. But, you know, enjoy the show. USA has not lost since May the 29th, a 4-2 loss against Belgium. Nine consecutive wins is a USA record. If they can make it ten straight, they'll be in the final. Oh, nice play by Eddie Johnson as he's getting behind the defense. Johnson shot, and he scores again. Eddie Johnson gives the U.S. the lead. Coming back off Padoya. Donovan, the shot, and Donovan makes it 2-0. It's Marvin Chavez, goal versus Haiti in game one as a sub. Sending it across the header, and it's there. They're back in the game. Here's an answer back for Donovan. Incredible. U.S. are back up by two. Beyond three in stoppage, that's going to do it. USA wins 3-1 over Honduras. They're on the way to the final. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. Uh, I want to thank uh, Zach Wasink for coming on the show. Zach, welcome back. I love that song. That's That should be our national anthem, really. <laughs> I'm in. I, I vote for that. I, I, I was wondering if you were going to start with that or Real American. I, I, I could have gone either way. Uh, I, I think Real American, we got to save for Dave, so. That's right. Yeah, we can't, we can't yeah. Wait, yeah. someone call Dave, we can get him on, just play it, and then we'll kick him off. <laughs> uh, I would, except they're apparently doing C in Red right now, so. Mm. Yeah, podcasting. That's that's disgusting on their part. I think. <laughs> yeah, doesn't Dave know he's be on call for the show? It's our time. Anyway, it's our time down here. <laughs> uh, so, what do you want to talk about first, uh, Zach? The Toronto shit fest or the good news of the week in the, the United States? We're talking about Toronto at all? Nope. I thought uh, we, I thought I'm, we I'm, were just <laughs> going to pretend that didn't happen. I'm, yeah, I'm, giving, really, you, I'm yeah. giving you the option. Your choice. I, I have nothing to say about the match. Like nothing. Okay. If any, please feel free if you if you want to discuss it. It was maybe oh God. I hope at least the most missable game of the year. We got a draw up north where we never play well. I don't remember the last time we played an exciting match in Toronto. And God knows I can't be bothered to look. Uh, there were some people complaining about bad calls. If you need the referee's help to get three points at Toronto, that does not speak highly of your team. Uh, let's just pretend it never happened and move on with our lives. That's my that's my review, right. by the way. Fair enough. <clears throat> All right, so you want to lead us off on the U.S. Uh, talk then? Well, here, just I'm, give us I'm your thoughts. Say this. Uh, here's my first question for you, Zach. Sure. How tired are you? Are you of hearing the phrase "beating inferior teams"? Um. Well, it, I can't say I'm tired of it because it's not inaccurate. We are. We're in a two-nation region in which one of the nations essentially brought their U21 side and another one brought a B side. It's, we should win the Gold Cup this year. And it really, it really didn't become clear until, I see even after the Belize match, uh, you know, we started out with two cupcakes and, you know, that's, that's how you get hot. That's how a really good team does get hot by beating bad teams. But it didn't take long to see, like, this wasn't the Mexico side of even a year ago that, you know, ran through the Olympics. This was a team that uh, they're going through or essentially, I guess, is going to be a coaching change on Monday. I think they announced, uh, this evening that they're, they're meeting on Monday and that meeting's only going to end one way unless, I don't know, someone's got some, very naughty pictures of some other individuals 
but hey, you, there's a difference between supposed to win a tournament and actually doing it, and we're one game away from doing it. But with Mexico losing, now you're going to Chicago. It's not Little Panama the last I, I checked, so we should have a definite home field advantage unless all those Mexican fans decide I paid for my ticket, I'm going to go and boo the U.S. You're the better team. You've beaten Panama when they were stronger earlier this year. You're playing at home. You're going to have a real home field advantage. This isn't going to be Honduras and Washington. Take care of business, and we'll work, you know, people want to make those comments. Your response is you show them a trophy. Yeah, you know, the the, the reason I bring that up is pretty much what you mentioned is that yeah you know what when you play when you play teams in the gold cup you're gonna play uh 95 crap teams 95 percent teams that are inferior to you besides mexico and sometimes panama sometimes costa rica so i just get tired of and i really shouldn't watch espn because it's the worst network on the planet when it comes to soccer i'm tired of hearing these people who don't follow sports and well we beat up inferior teams we beat up inferior teams now what would have happened if we lost to these inferior teams what would we have heard well what you have to remember with espn is that they're not broadcasting the tournament everybody has a narrative to tell when grant wall comes on and tells you that the gold cup is imperative to growing the strength of CONCACAF, he's selling you a story that you should really watch these games. The Gold Cup grows CONCACAF not even a little bit. B-teams facing B-teams, that doesn't help Honduras. It just doesn't. The same way of ESPN kind of brushing this off, well, no, you you do have to win these games. It breeds confidence. What This Gold Cup is going to bring you, it's Landon Donovan. He's, He's now back. There's no more debate about that. It's a reminder of just how special Nick Raimondo is and how unlucky it is that he's not a couple inches taller. And that Eddie Johnson really, this is a tournament made for him. He is the better national team forward over Chris Wondolowski. He's just, he's a better finisher. He's got the pace. He's got the strength. And there is, it's, there's something to be said for those points. Granted, when it comes to Brazil, really, this is Landon's show. And and that's it. You know, EJ's probably going to get a spot, but he's not starting over Josie. He's not starting over Herc or maybe even Boyd, but he's going to be there. And that does count for something. But as I said at the beginning, win the tournament. This is a tournament you're supposed to win, so go and win it. And if people want to talk about inferior opponents or how it doesn't matter, you win your qualifying group in the World Cup, win the Gold Cup, that's a hell of a year. Um, speaking of Wondolowski, you think that this tournament, uh, granted he had a, a good first two games, but do you think that this tournament ends any hope of him ever making the, the actual senior squad? Yeah, uh, he he scored a couple poachers' goals and no disrespect to him, but all those goals against Belize, they were handed to him. It was horrible defending. And and to his credit, he finished them. And that's what a front man has to do. But you even saw it in the, in the 1-0 game that he's he's a perfectly acceptable and even very good when in form MLS striker. I know people get like very, you know, sensitive about that type of comment, but that's just what he is. It's not... It, it, he re-upped with San Jose after the best year of his career because no one was coming calling. And that's fine. Look, you have a great MLS career. That's perfectly acceptable. It's no different than a guy who stays at, I don't know, Stoke or something and plays there 12 years and they stay up. That's great. But I, I would be... You got to remember, Wando hasn't scored for San Jose since like something like May 8th, I think it is. He's not in form for club. He scored against teams that are like triple digits in the FIFA rankings. A lot's going to have to happen in the next 10 months for him to even be an afterthought for Klinsman. Hey, so, uh, 
I remember on one of our previous shows, you expressed some doubt in Jurgen Klinsmann. Have you come around on the guy now, after 10 straight wins? Well, I mean, he's absolutely earned it. It, it the result, you know, the, when our, everyone's complaints, even when they were winning, and, and the same comments were made when we weren't getting the results, were that the results don't matter. You know, you go to Italy, you win 1-0 in a friendly, who cares? You go to Mexico when they're on their post-Olympic honeymoon, you win 1-0, whoop-de-doo. The results matter, you swept three straight qualifiers, you're en route to winning the group, you are something absurd, like a 99.6% chance to qualify, and you are essentially 90 minutes away from winning the Gold Cup. I don't know what anyone could want from him. And he's also done very well in implementing his style that he said he would. They they go for the jugular. They're up 1-0. They don't sit back. They're up 2-0. They don't sit back. They're going for goals in the first 15 minutes. They're going for goals in the final 15 minutes. They won in three very dramatic ways in the qualifiers. They've taken care of business in the Gold Cup. Like I said, what more could you ask for the guy? If you're the governing body, do you uphold any kind of suspension for him in the final? I don't – it's hard to take your bias glasses off there because I thought the ref last night was awful on both ends. I, I really do. And Honduras were clearly frustrated after you know they bring one back and then Donovan scores, what, within like 90 seconds. And they just started kicking guys. Uh, I remember Shea went down hard on one that – it, it was like it was about a couple inches away from being a red there honestly the way the guy went in and Klinsman I don't I don't blame Klinsman I don't know what he said exactly I'm not sure where he was like if he was out on on the pitch and that was why he was sent off it really did seem like it was a case of a referee who knew he was on a big stage and he wanted to make sure cameras were on him and I never am a fan of that but I guess if it was if it was the rules reverse and it was the Panama coach I'd probably be like well shut your mouth so I guess it kind of want to say that with Klinsman, but I, I just thought his sending off was completely ridiculous and the cherry on top of a Sunday that was an awful night from a referee. Especially when we're talking the last, what? It was the last three like minutes of the game? Something like that, yeah. It was, you know? It was, it was it, stoppage it, time. time. Now, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, we're talking the end of the game and now you're going to potentially have the Not to mention the also, gone. it's normally in a situation like this, in a tournament, you know, in a friendly or the third game of a regular season, for example, you tell, you assert yourself. This game was over. It's a semifinal. And it's not like they, t at least the cameras hadn't caught that the referee had gone to Klinsman once or twice and said, you really, you got to knock this off. As far as I know, it was a one-off and, and that was it. And, and, you know, if a ref can talk to a player multiple times before even showing him a yellow, I, I just, uh, Klinsman, I don't know what was said. For all I know, he said something just awful and, and worth being sent off. But to send him off there, it would have to be really, really bad by my account. If, if he gets – if he's missing in Chicago, I hope it really is worth it, whatever he said. Um, speaking of Chicago, what, what are your thoughts on the match against uh, Panama? Well, the biggest concern with Panama is they're good at attacking set pieces and we can't defend them at all. Uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of the goals in the Gold Cup have been set pieces, right? We haven't been scored against in the round of play that I can remember. He, uh, I believe so, yes. So you. you're not a fan of that, but <laughs> the odds of Panama, are they really going to put two by Ramondo? on set pieces you give them the one Romando doesn't keep clean sheets for whatever reasons whether you know the defending on the set piece last night was what you expect to see from the Americans and that's got awful terrible but he still just can't keep a set piece but hey if he lets in one you would like to think we can put two or even three up the way we're playing right now the Donovan Johnson duo is the best in this competition they're really clicking there's 
absolute chemistry there. And that's just those two. You, there's been very good midfield play from the Americans. Maybe the best attacking midfield play we've seen in the Klinsman era, which is impressive considering it's a B squad. But two one three one US, I it would be it really would be a, a blow if they don't walk away with with the trophy here cuz they're going to be favorites and they absolutely should be. Like you said, they really I don't see a reason why they shouldn't lose this one. I mean, Me- Mexico coming off of their their June month with the U21s and just how poor everybody else seemed to be. It, it I think it was said after like the second uh, group stage match like this is the United States to lose and at this point there's no excuse to lose it. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, if they do lose it, you know, I'm not going to be terribly upset because there's another gold cup in 2 years, but yeah, I mean for a B squad, especially one that's trying to make an impression on Klinsman if you're if you're somebody who wants to like really like overanalyze and look into things and i'm not the first one to make this point i won't be the last the only way we lose this game and no disrespect to panama but they're at best the third country in this region the only way we lose is if these guys go in flat and if they go in flat you first person you look at is the head coach Klinsman doesn't need to be on the sideline. This isn't a this isn't a team full of twenty one year olds. You've got Landon Donovan there. You've got Nick Romando there. You've got DMB there. There's leadership that should be able to bring these guys together in the huddle and go, look, I know what you I no overconfidence, eyes on on the prize, ninety minutes, do your work and let's get out of here with our medals. So quick question about Eddie Johnson. Is he a grown ass man or the demolition man? <laughs> <laughs> well, can he be the grown-ass demolition? That, that, that's what I said, but well, you, you told me on Twitter. isn't um, Wesley Snipes wasn't the demolition man in that movie, was he? Yes, well, yes, he was. was he, oh, no, was, sorry, no, he was, was um, Stallone. Yeah, Stallone, Stallone was, was the demolition was, uh, man. Phoenix, he was, Phoenix he was Simon Phoenix. Phoenix. Simon that's right. Simon says die. <laughs> I love that movie. I swear, I completely forgot about that. Didn't that movie take oh. place in the, uh, the, in the like, f- dangerous future of 1998? <laughs> yes, it was something absurd <laughs> like that. like that. The gourmet restaurant was Taco Bell. (laughs) Part of the movie took place then, and then the rest took place like 30 years later or something like that, I think. It was like in 1998 after a nuclear war turned Los Angeles into a drug war zone. It was like something ridiculous like that. 2032. People alive. There you go. 2032. Yep. Yeah, the The, the beginning of the movie takes place in the 90s. (laughs) Awesome. 96. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, Google and Wikipedia for that information. You only get the facts on the Red Bull rant, everybody. <laughs> I thankfully just uh. listened to uh, the "How Did This Get Made" podcast where they talked about that movie, so I'm very hip to the whole Demolition Man scene right now. Ooh, I need to listen to that. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Listen, everyone. Li- everyone who loves bad movies should listen to that podcast. It's amazing. Every podcast needs a Demolition Man. Uh expert that's right so let's uh move on to mls uh real salt lake coming up they obviously won't have Ramondo. they won't have beckerman you think this is a, a prime opportunity for the red bulls to pick something up well we're at home so our home well, form yeah. is just so much better than our away form rsl have uh they've actually handled the gold cup very well they were unlucky this past weekend they should have earned a point against kc they won the week before i honestly can't remember who they beat but best team in the league without some key players obviously with after what happened in toronto you would like to think these guys will be fired up and they have just been a totally different side at home that i mean I get frustrated, as I know we all do. You like think 2-0, 2-1 New York win. Uh, it's not going to be an over. I don't think we're going to see 4-0 um, unless RSL do as did Montreal the night before and enjoy 
the uh, Hoboken party scene, as I was told by several people, <laughs> that some big-name Montreal players gave uh, gave zero care about that game either on Friday night or Saturday night. Eh, RSL, well, see how they handle it. But I, I, I do think they'll be professional, and I think that despite all that, I still like New York to pick up three points here. Wow. So Guts. what is your exact score prediction so I can write this one down? <laughs> I'll go I'll go two one New York. Here's my final uh my final question. How generic is the new DC stadium gonna be? Uh ask me when they break ground. There's so <laughs> much that has to happen. And I wanna give credit to a lot of people. It's not just like me, a, a Red Bull fan, but people in DC look Red Bulls were here before. With with before it was even Red Bull Arena. There's a lot that has to happen. I, I know MLS wants to push this forward like they really wanted to New York City Football Club and we're already kind of seeing that that's not going to be nearly as easy as they led you to believe uh, at the original press conference. And that's what happened today. Today you got a lot of the plan is, the hopes are, the land is ideally here, but you didn't get, there's a groundbreaking date coming, we've got this money here, we've got approval and all these people are all on board. You have a lot of hope and in, in DC, it's just like New York. There's a lot of people you got to please. And as much as people don't like to hear it, it's 2013 and trying to convince the public that you really need a brand new soccer stadium. Just, it's not easy. And if I am not mistaken, since it, the stadium plan is to be in this, in the city of DC, I believe they need Congress's approval to actually go through with it. Yeah, I saw that online. I, I honestly, I, I wasn't aware of that, but I, 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 I guess that does make more sense why you are hearing about Baltimore. And actually, I know people in that area, and they, they're they all in for the Baltimore idea of kind of doing like what the original idea was in Cleveland, that you'd have all these sports complexes kind of near each other, and really it only turned out being the two in the Gateway Plaza. Uh, I guess it's just not going to happen for whatever reasons. I'm, I'm not – I yeah, don't know enough about Baltimore the, uh, politics. Maryland, the state, put – did a stadium um, feasibility plan, but they didn't put a lot of money to it, so it was pretty obvious that this, this, at least the state wasn't really interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the C- Baltimore City probably is, but I, from a stadium standpoint, I don't think there's really a lot of places to put one at the moment. So that would mean sharing with the Ravens in the meantime, and then hoping to find something which probably wouldn't be in Baltimore anyway. Right. But so I mean, but uh, honestly, for for DC, their best bet is to stay in DC. I mean. Uh, don't get me wrong, Baltimore's great. I love it. I mean, there, there's a PDL team there that I try to see every, as much as I can. But I always forget you're in the area. Of just, course, you know more about this than I would. It, but it's just the the public transportation in and around Baltimore is not what it is in DC. Like there's a, there's a train station by me for what's called the Mark Train, and yeah, the Mark Train, and it doesn't run at night. It doesn't run on the weekends. So well, how that, would you? That, that's how would conducive you, for MLS. <laughs> well, well, I mean, think about it. you have the Orioles playing all your for for a good portion right. of the year like i mean i not that not that it's a bad drive but this is part of the reason i don't go to a lot of pdl games this year is because the team moves into baltimore and it's an 45 minutes an hour away and i have to deal with all the, the traffic in and around the city so and i want to i want to make it clear like this isn't like a red bull dc united thing you know i'm in the the whole like keep dc united movement i i don't want them to lose their team they are a very storied franchise as much as it makes me you know, sick in, in the stomach to say it. And and that is a, a good fan base and I and they deserve their team and they deserve their own stadium. I just it, it it's sort of it's sort of like the the Tottenham Stadium and I know everyone loves my Tottenham references on Red Bull podcasts. But I've been seeing drawings of this thing for nearly a decade. Like break ground 
and I'll, I'll I don't need to see another computer image breakground. You know what I love about all those computer images? Not a single person in any of those are actually wearing a shirt of that team. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just like regular businessmen and, and families <laughs> just walking around random stadium. Just the the shirt and tie dude. We're going yeah. to the soccer match. Yeah, I, I never get tired of those. Those are awesome. All right, so you haven't done a top three yet. Is that uh-huh. correct? No. Okay, good. All right, so I'm going to give you one. You know how this goes, right? I don't have to fucking explain anything. It's a top three. It's not, it's not that hard. So your top three is top three dumbest venues U.S. soccer has hosted an important game. <sighs> well, I mean the Meadowlands. Any, you know, actually, I'll say anywhere in in this region. I would include Red Bull Arena, um, Washington, of course. Now you've got to throw that in there. And you know, I would say I would have said Texas to begin with, even before Dallas. The, the pitch held up a lot better than people would have said. But I don't understand why you play Concacaf games and anywhere in Texas. That's just you're asking for trouble. And thankfully, they didn't get it. They won. But those are my three that came right to mind. Yeah, I mean, that's why I brought this up, because they were actually putting sand on the yeah, field. Green, green sand. Green sand. <laughs> I, know so there are peop- I, I know there are people who like the three region uh, idea. And I, I don't know. I, the the reasons I've been told of why we don't do it are uh, they they don't fly by me. But why you don't do Seattle, Portland, KC, and then Columbus? I it's money. That's the reasoning, and I, it's just not good enough for me. Yeah. Um. For what it's worth, the, the matches in or the matches in Texas last night. Um. From what I've this read been told is that U.S. soccer actually had no say in that, that that was CONCACAF that made the decision. So for whatever, for whatever that's worth, I mean... That doesn't surprise me, yeah. And then, yeah. And then yeah, the people were blaming Cup, yeah, Jerry Jones Cup for... CONCACAF picks those, yeah. And then people were blaming Jerry Jones for the flags and banners and stuff, but I, from whatever, that was CONCACAF too. Why CONCACAF would ban that stuff, I I guess with the whole Mexican contingent, they were afraid stuff was going to happen, but... I thought that was U.S. soccer, actually. I people well I saw people blaming Jerry Jones and honestly I put it out too before I heard Concacaf was I mean I I don't understand why Concacaf would pick the stadium and then U.S. Soccer gets to to, to legislate that but it doesn't make sense though why do it now I mean they've been banned like just because the U.S. Oh, no, and Mexico are, yeah it, it's I. I the banner thing is sort of like the YSA thing in that I'm not I'm not going to lose sleep over not bringing the banner. But what a dumb thing. Like, was it because there were the fights in Washington? For those of you, if you're listening, you don't know. During the Honduras-U.S. match, there were a plethora of fights scattered throughout. I guess the um, the upper bowls of the stadium. And these didn't happen because of TIFO or flags. It happened because there was no security. There were brawls. You know, someone the El Salvador match, right? El Sa- yeah, sorry, sorry. That one. Um, there, there was no stewards up there. And I've been to, uh, I went to the Meadowlands last year for Gold Cup, and it, the U.S. weren't even playing. It was, uh, I believe Panama were there, Mexico, Honduras, and I, maybe Costa Rica, but I could just be misremembering that. Anyway, uh, wife and I had tickets, and we, you know, figured, eh, got free tickets, we'll go and watch some soccer. And we had to leave early. And it wasn't because anybody was looking at us, it's just it wasn't worth it. They had fights going everywhere and spilling, and no one was coming. And it's not just Washington, it's it's these different venues. And I don't know if, because they're NFL stadiums and they hear the word soccer, they think no one's coming, but you, it's summertime, it's hot out, people are tailgating for hours, and there's 75,000 people there. There's going to be fights. 
I, I think it's more security focuses its efforts on the supporter sections to the detriment of everybody else. Mm. I mean, that's the, that's the only thing that makes sense is you have group, security groups that aren't used to that environment, so they're going to focus their efforts on the parts that are the loudest because they're thinking, well, loud, noxious people are going to lead to more fights. It's not and that I don't understand that. Group. If, if, if CONCACAF is going to do this, I'm, I, I it's one of those where I'll say I'll concede the point, but you had better have a CONCACAF official on the pitch next time Mexico hosts a qualifier as at, at Azteca and it's 2-1 they're losing and everything that those people can find is getting thrown on the pitch. Because right now Mexico oh, yeah. should Mexico should be forced to play one game behind closed doors after what happened in their last qualifier. And no, everyone knows that's true. That's not an overreaction. If that happened in uh, Kansas City, let's say, and it was on national TV and it was very clear what was happening, you don't think they'd hit out at U.S. Soccer? Of course they would. Fair is fair. That's all I'm, I'm asking. If it happened, if it happened anywhere in the United States, we we would right, be thankful yeah. for it. Yeah, I was just. I, I know you picked it, but just... right. All right. Uh, I think that's all we got for. Zach, if I'm not mistaken, so uh, we'll let you go. Uh, Zach, once again, thanks for coming on. Got to have you on more often. It's always a fun time having you on. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for not making me talk about Toronto. I, you guys are going to do it, I know, and yeah, uh, you're, you're troopers. You you really are kings of men, and I, I bow to you. <laughs> Someone has to suck it up. <laughs> All right, you can follow Zach on Twitter, at Zach Wasink. He's on From the Factory Floor. Zach, thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. Once again, I want to thank Zach for coming on the show with us. Uh, before we start talking about uh, Real Salt Lake, we want to talk real quick about a uh, player signed this week that is not a designated player. Shocking that the Rebels actually signed someone in the summer that's not a designated player. Great. <laughs> uh, the Rebels have signed forward Bradley Wright Phillips, half-brother of Sean Wright Phillips. So apparently we're the team for for brothers now, and the lesser-known brothers at that. Um <laughs> Coca-Cola kid. I I have not seen a lot of his work, but from what I've heard, he's a fairly decent forward. So probably a good addition considering. And apparently he plays winner, so that's a very good thing, especially considering um, Steel. Uh, so what do you guys think, uh, real quick, about the signing? Gotta like reinforcements, right? I mean, the more the merrier. That's that's pretty much my theory, and and everyone's kind of excited on this kid. So it's good to strengthen the bench. It's good if you're gonna flip him out with with Steel. So. Again, you know, it's hard to judge because we haven't seen the guy. I have, I've never really seen him play, so. But hey, if everyone else is stoked on him, I'll get stoked on him too. Yeah, I, I mean, forward depth is not something we have, so it's uh, definitely nice to have a little reinforcement there. Um, so it's, uh, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be just decent signing. And, uh, as Dan Ryrosansky, Metro, Metro World, you know, rainy curmudgeon, uh, said on Seeing Red, he actually took a very optimistic, which was unusual for him. Optimistic uh, point that I like with that. You know, he's from League One, but so is Luke Rogers, and look what Luke Rogers did. So it's kind of like he could, with the Springboard not exactly lighting it up, uh, he might be the injection we need uh, for the team right now. Before we move on to talk about uh, the Real Salt Lake match, actually, um, cause it, this wasn't a DP. So do you think that New York is going to sign a third DP by the end of the uh, transfer window? We'll start with Pat on this one. Uh, I don't really know. I, I'm leaning towards no because I mean. You know, even last year, for I mean, Ken Cahill came out of the came out of nowhere. But even last year, we there were at least 
rumors of players, and like the only one that had been rumored up to this point was Kaká, and then you know with the release of Zagao, we know that's not happening. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, if they do get one, it's, it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to go the way of Frank Ross, or it's going to go the way of Tim, Tim Cahill, and um, or it could be somewhere in between. But um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really expecting something. I mean, if this kid uh, Phillips starts. Uh, you know, uh, Ray Phillips, if he starts um, lighting it up a bit for us, I mean, do we need one? Uh, you know, it, it's been after that. It's kind of like, who do you replace? I mean, Eric Alexander's coming around. Johnny Steele overall is playing well. Uh, your, your biggest hole right now would be forward, where a single hasn't exactly lived up to the to his billing. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But I, I don't know. I, I honestly think they might not get one this year. I'm thinking they will. And that's the only reason is that the Red Bulls do love to make a splash. And they do love to sign big names. And their theory is, we'll sign the player. The coaches can figure out how he's going to play. That, uh, that'll be the coach's problem. Our problem isn't that we just want to get a name on this team. And I, I, I really, really think they want to. Um, I, I, a hundred percent, they're going to chase after a third DP during the, during the month. Whether they get it or not, I don't know, but they will definitely be pursuing one to fill what role. Ah. I don't know. Midfield? I, I think the defense is pretty solid. I don't think you would spend DP money on another defender. Lord, he made that mistake once too many times. So, um, But I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say they are definitely 100% going to chase after one, for sure. I'm just trying to think who's a 30-something-year-old uh, former great that's not exactly – although Tim Cahill is still doing very well in the English Premier League when I got him. But I'm trying to think of like, who's somebody in like, their 30s who – it may be towards the end of their playing days in Europe. I, mean, I, I can't think of like I can't think of anybody. Kaká was the obvious choice, but that's obviously not happening now. Listen, all they have to I do is sign Peter Please. Crouch and make me happy. I will be happy. Peter Crouch, we need him. <laughs> I, I got one. The the face here. I got one for you guys. Wayne Rooney. Ah. <laughs> ah. Why don't we just bring his brother back? Might as well. Why not? He's yeah, keep signing brothers. floating around he's, somewhere. I mean, um, John Rooney's floating around there somewhere. I, as far as I know, he was let go by Orlando City, so he can't even hack at USL Pro. Why not bring him back to the MLS? He went. He went to the championship for a year. I forget what team, but he played in the championship. Uh, I don't know if he ever actually played, but he was on the championship team. Um, but oh, going back to Peter Crouch comment. Uh, did you guys ever see that picture of Peter Crouch and Steve Toronto from the 2010 World Cup? No. You need to look it up. No? Like, everybody, everybody who's listening to this right now needs to look up that picture. It's probably one of the funniest soccer pictures I've ever seen in my entire life. All I know is that he's I'll the most awkward-looking person on the field, and the man can scissor kick like no one's business. Yeah. Is it one where, like, Crouch is trying not to go into his backside? Is it's that what well, it is? It's when Crouch looks like he's a giant, and Steve Toronto looks like he's, like, a hobbit. It, it, yes, it's... Torundo's, like, granted he's, like, kneeling a bit, but he's as tall as, like, Crouch's waist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That one, yeah. Yeah, I found it. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. He's probably one of the most ridiculous pictures I've ever seen. All right, you know what? We're going to put this in the show, in the show notes. So if you want to see it, just check out the show notes. It'll be there. There you go. All right, so let's I didn't. I didn't even know we had show notes. To... I'm a host of the show. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when, when it gets posted, we have all the links, so it'll be in there. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the Salt Lake match. Uh, New York will host Real Salt Lake this Saturday, 7 p.m. start time. He will be on MSG proper. So I think it's like three weeks in a row without an actual national broadcast, which is kind of surprising. Um, so like Zach said during his uh, his part on the show today, he predicts a 2-1 win, and uh, Pete predicts a 2-0 win. Uh, Kevin has not gotten back to me yet, so I'll have to see what he says. But we'll start with you, Pat. What do you predict for this one? 
Uh, I do think the Red Bull's going to win. I think a lot of things, uh, and like Dave Martinez, I believe he wrote the article not too long ago about it, but um, a lot of things are lining up for the Red Bull. So I think uh, this is going to be a two, let's say I'm going to give Evermondo another shout-out. Two-nothing Red Bulls. Um, you know, Beckerman you Mondo? is obviously... Yeah, he said that. Back. <laughs> Robles, sorry. Uh, Robles. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, with Nick Romano missing, Kyle Beckerman missing, you know, with uh, Roy Miller coming back, I just think that the U... Uh, man, I am stuck on the U.S. team. I just think the Red Bulls are going to get uh, the victory. Uh, and simply, even if those guys were there, I think the Red Bulls would still be getting the victory, considering the um, that they're just warriors at home. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with a 2 nothing victory for the New York Red Bulls. This team is so good at home, and I think they're just going to let me down. I think this is the week they just – I think the the coma is going to continue into this week, and I totally smell a 1-1 draw coming. I think Real Salt Lake's going to step it up a little bit, uh, score score early, and then the Red Bulls will come back in the first half, and then we'll all take another nap through another second half. I really, really want them to win, but I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling it. I, I completely hope I'm wrong, but I got to go with my gut and say 1-1. One, one. Thierry Henry's new tattoo tells me that they're going to win. Listen, Thierry Henry's new tattoo is so goddamn badass, it's not even funny. It's pretty fucking awesome. I mean, like, yeah. if, you, like if, you, if, if there's anyone out there who still doubts the guy's loyalty to New York and the New York Red Bull, then just die. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> after the Metro arm, I was gonna say after the Metro armband, does anybody really doubt it? Well, there's a lot of idiots. I'm sure there's still idiots out there. Have you ever seen been on Twitter and seen some of the things our fans write? That's true. Apparently, I don't follow those fans, which I'm probably I should be thankful for. Uh. I want to say they're going to win this game, but like Truman said, I think they're going to have a little bit of a letdown, especially coming off that disappointing Toronto match and then having to go on the road to KC and Columbus. God, this is just an awful, like a three-game stretch is really awful for them. Um, uh, I'm going to say they're not going to lose either, but I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. You know, I, I, maybe, and I'm thinking this is going to be like a, a late-game equalizer for the Red Bulls. I think it's going to be that much of a nail-biter. It's going to be one of those games where you shouldn't feel good about a draw, but you do because of how you get it. That That's that's what I feel like is going to happen this week. Yeah, just I, I can't discount Real Salt Lake. I mean, there's a reason they're the best team in the West. You know, it's you may lose a guy or two, but I mean, they're, they've been very, very consistent. And... Uh, after that Toronto game, I mean, dear God, I don't even know what the hell happened. Yeah. I believe in the power of Red Bull Arena. I hope so. I mean, they, they've been awesome there. And, and usually after a bad result, they, they come out and they do kick asses. Unfortunately, we're not playing Shiva. They have, and they have too many bad results this year. I mean, that, yeah. it's not like they're in double digit losses, but there's, there's still just the fact that they've had so many sure games where it's just been like, window. What the fuck? What? Sorry. What? I got distracted. Yeah, I'm, I'm walking around on the street and this guy's like changing in his window. I'm like, dude, close the curtain. <laughs> Tom, take it yeah. off. <laughs> no, oh, the cool. shit you hear on the Red Bull rant. You will not. You will not get this. This live on the street coverage anywhere else. That's all I will yep. say. Here's this this is why I'm a host. I probably could do seeing red, but my ADD moments on this show are pretty much why I can never host a respectable podcast. <laughs> Wait, we're not respectable? He just took us down like no. five pegs. <laughs> of course we're not. We're horrible. No, we're actually pretty good, but <laughs> in our own way. We're goddamn professional. Hey. Come on. Hey, I heard we're awesome. Yeah. I mean, that that's what I heard. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Dan, Dan Dan said today we're good. I mean, if Dan, if Dan says it's good, then we're good. Come on. Dan but, said we're all Dan's the be yeah. all end all. Don't shortchange us. We're awesome. We're the fucking Best Miz, baby. Podcast there is. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought I had butter food in my car. I guess I know. All right. Um... So that's all we have uh, on our agenda. Um, before I ask you guys for distance, I have one little announcement to make. Uh, as of this week, 
I am officially a staff writer over at onceametro.com. So I want to thank Matt for uh, giving me the opportunity to write for him. I already have two posts up there if you wanted to read them. Uh, one of which is an opinion piece on the MLS playoff format and why I think it needs to change and what I propose for it to be. I'm not going to go into it here, obviously, just because you can go read it. But uh, go check it out, and I'll be writing for uh, Once Metro from now on. And I think at this point it's safe to say that writing on our website is pretty much dead if I... Yeah, because since I was the only one writing on the website... (laughs) Who wants to see us read when they can listen to us talk? And we have such beautiful voices. We're freaking angelic. Uh, So do uh, either of you have anything anything else you wanted to discuss before we uh, close this one out? Uh, There's a chance I may go to the Sky Blue game this Sunday. So if if you're going, let me know. Maybe we can hang out. Uh, It's either that or you'll find me down in Long Branch, New Jersey at the shore. I'm, I'm kind of tossing it up here. One or the other. So, but I'd like to. I'd like to go to another Sky Blue game. So you might find me there. So, yeah, hit me up on Twitter if you're gonna go. We can hang out. And, yeah, that's it. Bam. And apparently, Pack got cut off. So apparently, our on the street reporting is done for the night. Yep, gone. <laughs> yep. All right. So we'll just wrap it up. Um, you can visit our website at redbullrant.wordpress.com. You can email us at redbullrant at gmail.com. Uh, you can call us during the week, 973-348-5329. On Skype, our username is Red Bull Rant, if you want to call us that way. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant, Google Plus, and Storify. Actually, I guess Storify is no longer going to be around if you're not writing on our site. Anyway, uh, Twitter, at Red Bull Rant, at DocTheStooge for myself, at PMACD82 for uh, Pat, whose phone apparently quit on him, and uh, the Truman. Uh, subscribe to us via iTunes or Stitcher Radio. If you listen to us on iTunes, make sure to leave us a rating. Tell us what you think about the show. Any last thing to say before we go? Just one. We got two big, 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 big games this weekend, so that's the old double win. <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't give a time for the U.S. game. So the U.S. game is Sunday, 4 o'clock. Um, I don't know what station's on, and honestly, I'm not going to look it up right now. So it's on Fox. We'll find it. That's what the that's what the uh, Fox. Good. There you go. Two. Th- so make it three straight. Uh, United States wins on Fox proper. All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this was episode number 67. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace.